Ethics in Income Act. Raghuraghavan Sreethar and many years ago we had new stories about someone occupying a chair at a major brokerage firm for six months while the board searched for a full-time candidate. After attending only a handful of meetings, this individual pulled the ripcord on a $360 million dollar golden parachute. Needless to say, the blue and white collar workers who had retirement accounts holding mutual funds managed by said brokerage firm were immediately crying foul. The brokerage firm brushed aside the complaints of little men and the inquiries made by government officials. They knew better than such little minds. Of course, after the recession that Garter Group bill, that brokerage firm doesn't exist anymore. So much for knowing better. I had a different blog site back then, and different computers. Somehow during all of the migration my ethics in income act got lost. There were many references to it in other blog posts, but I just couldn't find a copy of it anywhere. Sorry for the repetition, but it is starting to sound like this act needs to be passed now more than ever. Many of you will refer to this as the 100-fold rule since executives and members of the board of directors cannot be paid directly or indirectly more than 100 times the amount paid the lowest employee or contracted worker. The act only impacts publicly traded companies and despite all of the gnashing of teeth and rending of garments about having to pay for better management, this act really does look out for shareholder interest. Raghavan Sreether and Bar What is interesting is that during the 60s and 70s the ratio never got to be more than 78 times minimum wage and, speaking as someone who lived through that era, we were all pretty well off employment and wage-wise. Yes, you have to skip over the Vietnam and Korean Wars as they are separate discussions. As recent as 2005 the ratio was over 820 times that of minimum wage. I think I can speak for most of us when I say 2005 wasn't anywhere near as good a time as the 60s and 70s for the average working stiff. We had a massive rush to offshore everything except the board of directors and executive management so both of those groups could make more money. Health insurance was priced out of reach for most people, and a bottom feeding four-door family sedan was priced in the $1.20k range while a fully loaded four-door family sedan was $4.6k during the 60s and 70s. Before those of you too young to remember this please read the following. In its May 1971 issue Motor Trend magazine published a comparison road test that included a Caprice Coupe and a Cadillac Sedan Deville. The tested Caprice was powered by the 450-48 and loaded with virtually all available options to provide a more equal test of the two cars and match the level of equipment and opulence of the Cadillac. Though M slash T noted that the Cadillac had a higher level of quality than the Chevrolet along with a far more luxurious interior the DeVille was upholstered in leather while the Caprice had the standard cloth trim, the magazine ultimately considered the Chevy as the better value in its loaded form at $5,550.35 base price $3,740 compared to the Cadillac's $9,081 price mainly due to the price spread of the two cars as tested and the fact that the three $3,500 price difference got only a bit more quality and a few more trick luxury options. Raghuraghavan Sreether and Baryas, the executives have a duty to make shareholders money, but, as history has shown us, very little, if any, of that money ever finds its way into shareholder hands. The chart I found only lists the dramatic increase in CHEO pay, not all upper executives or board members. Every time there is any mention of raising the federally mandated minimum wage there is a great uproaring from mom ampersand pop shops which claim they will go out of business the week the wage increases, and, for the most part, they aren't really lying. However, we can raise, 